Hello, listeners, and welcome to the bonus episode for J.G. Passarella's Wither. Wither, the college town of Window, Massachusetts, is proud of its colonial heritage, including the legend of a dark witch's covet dating back 300 years. No one in Wendell actually believes in witches or imagines that the blood-chilling history of the Salem era could repeat itself. But three people, Abby, Wendy, and Karen, unknown to one another, are experiencing vivid nightmares of palpable horror. They alone can sense that a dreadful presence is working its way into their waking lives and is coming for them. On a crisp autumn night deep in the New England woods, a young woman's harmless channeling ritual unwillingly, unwittingly opens the floodgates to terrifying forces that have, until then, lived only in dreams. A breed of demonic creatures with the power to shatter an unsuspecting town. Winner of the Bram Stoker Award for First Novel, this book says it's soon to be a major motion picture from Columbia Pictures. It came out in 1999. This movie did not ever come to fruition, sadly. Uh, I'm really sad about that uh, because I quite enjoyed it and I am going to recommend it right off the bat. This book is broken up into three sub-books. Book one, Awakening, September. Book two, The Chosen, October. And book three, Women Alone, Halloween Night. So I love dark, witchy creature witches. I like movies about them. I like books about them. And I'm all about this book. I really enjoyed this book. I picked it up at a used bookstore. You can find it on Amazon or wherever you get used books. Uh, I found it pretty cheap. It was like a dollar for me, but um, certainly uh, check it out. I wish it was a movie or a TV series, but uh, it's just so cinematic in storytelling. It's quick to read. It's not a grand sprawling epic by no means, uh, but it just fit the mood that I was in when I was reading this. I, I like movies that are set in Massachusetts. Having lived there for several years, I got uh, a lot of callbacks to the small sleepy college towns around Massachusetts with that dark, mysterious past. And of course, when you're in Massachusetts, no matter where you're at, um, there is this pervasive sense of dread about the colonial heritage and the Salem era uh, witch trials. So I love anything that's seeped in that history. 
so like I mentioned earlier, um, three characters, Abby, a little girl, uh, Wendy, who is a college age student and Karen, a teacher, a pregnant teacher. Uh, they all three are experiencing each different levels of witchery and tomfoolery that's happening in this town. Um, before I start with my reaction, there is a cool movie that came out and uh, I wanted to promote it. It actually came out last year, I believe, called The Pale Door. And it has creature witches in it. And I think in my mind, um, a part of of the, the way the witches looked, uh, I was envisioning when I was reading this book. But also there is a Latino, Hispanic, urban legend, folktale uh, myth uh, regarding a old hag witch with a owl body uh, called Lechuza. And so I kind of thought of that when I was reading this because the witches have these bird giant bird-like features and right off the bat when you start this book you're introduced to abby first abby's storyline is not as pervasive as wendy or karen's but abby is a little girl who is starting to sense something odd is happening around wendell massachusetts in her little town and she is playing about and she goes to the woods and she seemingly is possessed by one of the witches. She goes to the grave site of one of the witches and Wither is actually the name of one of the witches and Rebecca is another one. And I can't remember the third witch and I'm a bad host because I did not write it down. Uh, some other the side characters though, uh, Frankie is the friend of Wendy and there also is um, Art, who is a Frankie's boss at the college. Um, he is also writing his dissertation um, on the town now that he thought of some subjects that would be a little bit more appropriate for what he was wanting to write about. I think he was writing about something random in this book uh, it it kind of alludes to something that didn't get approved, but then he's like, oh, maybe I'll write about these three women in these in the past, the Salem era past. So Art is a cool character because um, I'll expand a little bit more about what's going on with him, but um, Art's a cool character. And then um, you get introduced to uh, one of uh, Abby, or excuse me, Wendy's sort of, uh, boyfriends called his name is Alex and he she meets him her and Frankie meet him at, at college in one of the classes um, so you got the core group of characters uh, Abby passed out at the cemetery seemingly possessed uh, Art who is going out now to do field research uh, happens upon Abby and there is that storyline that basically goes throughout the book. Um, what happens with Abby and Art is very exciting, thrilling. It's scary because basically Art tries to save Abby and bring her back to town and she attacks him. And then there's a big accident. And now Art is arrested. And because 
Abby is possessed and kind of in a coma-like stance, you're unclear what is going to happen with this story because Art is labeled a pedophile. They think that Art basically kidnapped Abby and took her to the woods. So you get that storyline and him trying to prove his innocence. And also because he figures out what's happening around the town, um, he has to kind of prove to the cops and to everybody and warn them kind of what's happening. So you get a lot of him running from place to place as a fugitive. And uh, I liked his story. He was just a cool character. He like I said, he kind of runs the radio station. The radio station plays a really cool set piece, a uh, really cool action horror set piece in this book. Um, so that's cool. And uh, Frankie, uh, Wendy's friend, she kind of interjects into the story a little bit of Art's and Abby's story. So that was cool. Um, then you get Wendy's story that kind of runs parallel in this book. And like I said, Wendy, uh, she goes to the college in Wendell and her dad is the president of the college. So she kind of has this pressure on her back that she needs to be an you know, upstanding student. However, uh, Wendy is a goth uh, witch chick, which we all love and we respect that. And she is not a dark witch. She's not a which that um, a lot of the students on campus call her, which they call her, you know, a weirdo, a freak, and basically anything that you um, you would hear uh, losers call someone who doesn't understand uh, Wicca or, or uh, any of the practices around uh, Wiccan. So um, you get to, you get to her story and her and Alex, have a lot of scenarios where they're trying to figure out together what's happening in the town uh, because Wendy does a ritual and she's teaching Alex a ritual. You get to, you get an idea of like what kind of witch she is and what kind of energy and power she has. So this, this story was also really cool. That sort of goes along in the book. And then lastly, you get introduced to Karen and her fiance, Paul, and then Art, who is the brother um, who has the separate story. Uh, they sort of interject a little bit, but essentially Karen is pregnant and with Paul's baby and she um, is unsure if she wants to get married. She's unsure about the baby. She's, all, she's unsure about all kinds of things. And during a lot of her uh, classes, she is kind of going in and out of lucidity and she is seeing the past and with one of the witches that is kind of evading her dreams and their nightmares and it's, this is happening to all three of these uh these women and and the little girl the two women and the little girl so that's pretty cool um and the story moves along and throughout the story um you get introduced to the gatekeeper of the witches so the three women who have evolved over time into these demonic witch creatures, uh, basically they are housed in this barn in town. And the guy that has basically been watching them and feeding them, um, you get a little bit of an idea of what's happening there. But that those parts where the, the witches go out to hunt 
were really creepy and played like those creature slasher kind of films like from the 80s where you know these two young teens are out and they are driving or they're making out or whatever and so the guy gets scooped up from the witch the women are hunting the men the young men so i thought that was cool it was a little um kind of change of pace as to women always being uh, sought after and killed and, and taken in these kinds of scenarios. It was the young men that were. And uh, the descriptions as to how these witches killed them and, you know, the tearing them apart and, like, eating them like the creatures that they are. I thought that was really cool. Um, really, really creepy vibe uh, going on with that. Uh, definitely dug that. Uh, so as you get through the first book and introduce the characters and you get to the second book and you're sort of in these scenarios now where it's been set up and now they are facing um, a lot of the repercussions of these, whether they're possessions or possessions or hauntings or the actual attacks around town. And then the third part, uh, the third book within the book um you know, this all takes place on Halloween night. And it's a pretty large uh, climax uh, for the book, I would say. There's a lot of, you know, stock and chase with the witches, possession sort of scenarios set up. And then there's like a witch energy battle sort of thing um, happening with Wendy. So I liked it. it. There is some catharsis in this book when you finish because the characters end their storylines in a way that is hopeful and has some kind of not necessarily into their story but you know where they will go after this and all of the loose ends are tied together and it, it just it worked for me uh, i would definitely uh pull this book out if it's around the fall season and I want to get all um, immersed into that small town uh, fall season uh, presence. I think this is, I think that's what I would do is I would pull this out again around that time. It's definitely a book that, and there's very few books that I would reread, but this is one of them that I think could use another reread because there are so many, there's not really so many characters, but there's just so many little things happening that are more situational, not necessarily plot driven, that are just kind of cool to revisit. Like there's a big set piece uh, in the radio station that was cool to read. There's a really cool couple deaths uh, that were really cool and creepy. And just Wendy as a character, she really is the main character, even though there's three uh, women that are affected by this or the two women and the little girl. Um Wendy is the character that you identify with and want to succeed in her endeavors, whether it's school, whether it's with her parents, whether it's with Alex, Frankie, her best friend, um, her her job where she works. She works at like a a um, sort of a head shop kind of thing um, with with crystals and so forth, and and even with the witches in the battle and like learning uh, her powers and, and what kind of witch she is. It's just, it's just a really cool, uh, well-written uh, story. And it's not 
like I said earlier, it's not a grand sprawling epic, but um, it's written in a way that you can revisit it and um, you can enjoy it for what it is. So I recommend it. As always, you can check out Fatal Follower Presents a Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, or Amino, and you can reach out to me at fatalfollowerpresents at gmail. Um, I hope you enjoy the bonus episodes that I do. So stay safe, stay spooky, and continue witching out. Take care. Bye-bye.